What's up, guys, and welcome back to the DualSense Podcast. This is episode 51. I am one of your co-hosts, of course. I'm the Matthew McConaughey of PlayStation Podcasts. Oh, God. All, in, all right. in what? All in right, True Detective? All right. Yes, I'm... <laughs> Like I was telling our friend Ryan from the For the Players podcast, we were tweeting and I told him that I consider myself to be True Detective Season 1 sad <laughs> bastard, Matthew yeah. McConaughey. Burning heaters. Burning Burn heaters. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I'm joined, as always, by your other co-host, Travis. Travis, what's up? Well, um, I am dealing with eBay customer service right now. Oh, wow. What'd you do? Did you buy or sell? You buying or selling? No, they suspended my account, um, which is interesting. So I get on there. I'm like, why do they, they sent me an email. Get on there and they say, you, you owe us $52. Ooh, you didn't pay an invoice. Here's the thing. I haven't sold anything since December. Mm, they wouldn't have sent you the invoice until January though, right? Right. So I, I don't know what's going on. So I get on here and I'm like, hey, why do I owe you $52? So the first person that puts me on with is fucking... Bob. Uh, yeah, it's like Bob, but his real name's Abu, and he was in Aladdin. So, like, he's not answering any of my questions. He's like, well, I need to send you to customer service. And I was like, uh -huh. perfect. Or, or not, Wait, I'm sorry, to billing. Okay, I was going to say, what do you mean send you to customer service? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so he sends me to billing, which, by the way, irritates me because I'm already in customer service, and I know somebody asks you this question every day. Correct. Every day. So I'm already annoyed. So they send me to Albin Ashley, which sounds like her name's a reverse. She should be Ashley Albin. That's fine. Doesn't matter. Uh -huh. So she asked me the same question. I know you can see what I just told Abu. I know you can see it. Yeah. Because there's no way you can't. And then she's like, so I tell her the same thing. And then she says, what's your name so I can access your account? Uh -huh. I'm logged in to your website. I'm chatting with you from my login. And I'm already in the fucking chat. You know who I am. You have all of my shit there. So what I've done is I've been responding to her with one word at a time. So I'll write, I'll write a word to enter, write a word to enter. So she has to read everything in a vertical line because it's pissed me <laughs> off. And then God. she's like, oh, this is over $50. It's not like it's, a, it's not like I can't pay it. I just don't understand like what's happening. Because it told me when I set this up, I put in all my information. And I, my understanding was... They took all of these fees out after I get paid and sell it. They take their fees out anyway. And then if there's additional fees, like if they, if they send it out into an ad for some reason, or there's some adjustment or there's a, a, you know, a complaint and they refund somebody or whatever, like they'll let me know and they'll bill me. Right. Well, one, I never got the emails sent to my Gmail ever, mm. which is interesting because I got all the other emails like, Hey, this thing you looked at still for sale. Right. This thing on your watch list just went, but I never got the email saying, hey, you owe us $50. And I, the, the last email I got from them was your account was suspended. So I get onto my account, which I haven't looked at my account messages because I don't ever use eBay unless I'm selling. I don't buy anything on eBay. And I have 13 emails, two a month telling me I owe the money <laughs> for the last six months. <laughs> I didn't know because it didn't. So anyway, so now... When I logged uh -huh. in, by the way, when I logged in from my new computer, I got an email on my Gmail telling me, hey, a new computer logged into your eBay account. So you could tell me everything, but that I owe you money. Mm. I, I, it drives me insane. So anyway, I don't know what this is from. I don't know if it's an invoice 
I don't know if it's somebody complained because when I try to click it to see my invoices, it tells me my account suspended and I can't look at anything. Jesus Christ. So, anyway, so it's like I'm jumping through 85 fucking hoops here. Correct. It, you know, is it my final value fees? Is that what we're talking about? My final value of shipping fees? That's fine. But, you know, I thought I was already paying for those in the first place. Like, I'm paying the shipping fees anyway. My in my experience, they bill you the, the following month for whatever your whatever eBay's cut is, right? Like like if you sold something in December, they're gonna bill you in January for whatever their cut is. Is my experience, and then because I do get the emails with my account statements every month, even though it always says zero because I haven't sold anything in like a year. But I I ran into the same problem as you did one time a long time ago, and so I set it up to auto draft basically from my PayPal account um, is what I did is how I fixed that problem. Because I, I gotcha. too, I too think that my account got suspended over like $2 and 90 something cents. Cause I sold like a Pokemon card for like a hundred, <laughs> for like a hundred bucks or something. And I was like, what is this shit? And they, yeah. So they did the same thing to me. All right. But, whatever. Uh, they're very sneaky. They're very you know sneaky. What? If I never pay it, fuck them. I'll just make a new account. They'll never know. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know what the, I don't know how they would know it, it was you. You know what I mean? I mean, you right. can just just put a PO box. I don't know. I don't yeah, know I what you do. It's, I'll eventually pay them if I decide to sell something in the future. I'll pay it then. <laughs> right. If you ever decide they, to they sell anything, legitimately eBay. made me mad. Well, I'm sorry. It's Google. You know what? You're, no, that's not Google. I don't know who owns eBay. Uh, I don't know. Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post so he can write positive stories about himself. So who knows oh. anymore? Good. Well, Travis, we are a PlayStation podcast, we promise. And you and I get together every week to discuss all the news and rumors, new game releases, and a little bit more in the world of PlayStation. We do so all in under 90 minutes every time. We never go over one way <laughs> or the other. We post new episodes every Monday and all the usual podcast services around the world, as well as YouTube where you can find us at the DualSense Podcast. And we also post game streams and clips there occasionally as well. If you guys want to chat with us, you want to communicate with us, you can find us on the Twitter at the DualSense Pod, like some of you do. And uh, we very much appreciate that and enjoy that. And Travis, I, before we move on here with what we're playing, I, I, I have to say that I, I can't tell you how much it delights me, how, how happy it makes me that we have found an audience in Australia, down under. <laughs> and uh, I love hearing from, from our Australian blokes and Sheilas and brings great joy in my she life. Sheila? Sheila, so, <laughs> she Sheila. So I, I love that. Anyway. Speaking, speaking of Australia, we were at dinner tonight. We went to the Mexico restaurant. and um, Mexico restaurant. By the way, let let us know if you have <laughs> let us know if you have um, the Mexico restaurants in Australia because I'm very curious. Um, that is a good question. Is that a stupid American question? You could tell us that too. Um, probably, probably. They did. They didn't bring me utensil, any utensils, and um, I had ordered the thing mm -hmm. where you make your own tacos uh, because you know um, I'm um you know I'm a maker, so I make. Is that tacos. a fajita? No, I got uh, oh polo mihilisco, which is uh. No chicken and bacon and rice and, and beans so okay the four food groups of of american spanish cuisine <laughs> yes. so um the four anyway, 
I needed a utensil to put the stuff onto my onto my taco. And my wife gave me her fork because she wasn't using it because she was eating nachos. And she said, do you need this knife? And it was a butter knife. And I pulled the steak knife off of my plate and said, this is a knife. <laughs> I was really proud. <laughs> Crikey, this is a knife. Oh, I was really proud. Uh, as they, as I, I'm, I'm picking up on some of the Australian lingo um, from talking with our, uh, Ryan from the For the Players podcast. I'm picking up on some of it and listening to their show a little bit. And uh, I, I love some of the shit that, like, you know, we say dope or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it used to be tight. That used to be the word. Apparently, mm-hmm. and I'll show you, it's Ripper, which is fucking oh, awesome. That so, is a great name. Yeah, it's great a Ripa, it's a Ripper time, mate. You know, whatever. That's probably <laughs> that's probably like Cogni or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's get back on track here. We're uh, let's let's talk about what uh, what we've been playing here very quickly before we get into a bunch of news. So go ahead, tell me what you've been playing. Got back from the um, Indianapolis on Wednesday. You brought my PlayStation with you too. I did. It was it was in my draft. I played. Um, what did we play? Saturday. Sorry, fuck. Wednesday. I played. Uh, play a little FIFA. I got to um, League One in France. Didn't even realize I'd gotten there. I thought I was still in League Two. So, um, <laughs> at some point, I went from League Three to League Two, and I didn't realize I'd made that jump. I missed mm-hmm. that completely. Um, it would help if I could read the French words, like in the stadium. That probably would have helped a lot. Sure. Um, a beat RB. Ricked often the Red Bull team from Germany. I beat them uh-huh. for like the Supreme Cup or Super Cup. I don't fucking know, guys. I, I want a I want a trophy. And um, sounds like the hit. Uh, oh God, you can't. Hey, be careful where you get your uh, swastikas tattooed. Mm-hmm. And then I played uh, PSG in the first game in League One. So, hey, you're in League One. Play PSG, right? That's fun. Mm-hmm. I won. Four to one, but it wasn't easy. Um, I ended up getting two penalties. I did the um, I did the old school. Remember when we used to play co-op seasons, like in what was that, like FIFA seventeen or sixteen? What was that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Back back that year, guys, we made it to Division One. Oh, we did, yeah, yeah, we did. If you don't know, there was like what was there like twenty five thousand people in Division One when we got there. I mean, yeah, that's pretty good, guys. Anyway. And then the next year we couldn't get out of League Four, doesn't? But that doesn't matter. Correct. So anyway, we, we there was there's a thing you could do where you hold L two and you kind of protect the ball. And when you play online against people, you can kind of set them up if they're over aggressive. You can set them up to where you kind of get them at the right angle. You can see they're coming really hard. You can hold L two to protect the ball, and a lot of times they'll just run you over. And you can get you know you can get a foul called, you can get a penalty if you're lucky. Sometimes you can get a cheap card on them. And, um, you know, we used to do that sometimes to get set up. So we would do it in the box a lot of times. And, you know, worst case scenario, they run into you and knock the ball out of bounds. You get a corner. It's like, it's just easy. Mm-hmm. So I pulled that trick out and got a, got a penalty, actually. And the guy got a card. So that's how I went up one nothing. And then I ran down the sideline and did the, um, the fake shot. And nice. I tried to do I tried to do the fake shot into a skill move, and when I pulled the stick over, I just ran into the center back. Like it was just nothing. It was hard. Like it was just, it was, you know, you're playing, you hit each other. And yeah. they blew the whistle and gave me a second penalty. So I got two penalties and scored. <laughs> I was up oh to nothing. It was ridiculous. But um, those, those dudes are fast, by the way. Like when they get on a breakaway and it's Mbappe and Di Maria and Neymar, like they were, they were on one breakaway, they were so far in front of me. 
I did the old NCAA football thing where you just quit running to save stamina. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. J- just take it. We'll, we'll regroup. We'll regroup at midfield. Mm-hmm. On that actual play, they crossed it over to Neymar and he kicked the ball to Beirut. And so somehow they didn't score. But anyway, um, I got super lucky and beat them. And so I'm sure the next time they'll, they'll pound my head into the ground. But um, that's fine. Naturally. The only other thing that we played was uh, we played Chivalry 2, finally. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, the tweaks they've made since the beta are great. The gameplay feels a lot smoother to me. I did notice that. Yeah. Feels not that it was stagnant before, but it feels less stagnant, if that makes sense. Yeah. I got a lot more drag hits. I got I got a couple of uh of uh, combos by accident. Mm-hmm. And before I was just like before when I was playing, I felt like I was just I mean I was having a blast, but I felt like I was just always on the defensive, like legitimately just fighting for my life. And then, you know, now I guess the gameplay tweaks have made it to where I actually feel like I can, you know, be aggressive, which is nice. And we played mm-hmm. some new boards. We played a night board. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was really cool. I really liked that board. And then we played the um, jousting arena, which was a blast. And I um, love that one. Knocked myself out or knocked myself over because that little thing that spins that you could hit with a target. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just walked into that thing and I hit <laughs> it and it, and it spun. And I stood there oh, and yeah. watched it spin. And then it, it came around and hit me <laughs> in the back of yeah. the head because I'm an idiot. So anyway, <laughs> but no, it was a blast. I, I chopped off some heads. I got into a couple of, uh, there was a guy that, that was in like every one of our lobbies. I forget his name now. It was like Meatball or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and him had a couple of good um, sparring bouts back and forth where we were just blocking and blocking and blocking and, until his teammate battle axed my head off. But anyway, it's awesome. It's it's um it's a fun game, and it's not like they're always working on it. Like, and, and if you go to their Twitter today, they were talking about yeah, you know, adding adding a screen where you can see all your stats and making the uh, the ribbon boards at the top and bottom smaller. So, yeah, I mean, it's awesome. I enjoy it. It's like it reminds me of some of the computer games I played as a kid at school. Instead of you know actually doing web design class, we would play these computer games. It reminds me of those in a way, like the way they the way you move, the way it feels, the way you can change your characters and whatnot so yeah it's yeah. it's um it's a blast just for background to update everyone i am back in the game pun intended my ps5 arrived on thursday yesterday uh we're recording on friday so it arrived yesterday i'm back they sent me a brand new console they did not send me mine back it's a different cool. serial it's a it's a different serial number and when I turned it, I had to, when I turned it on, I had to set everything up like like new. So mm-hmm. I got to go through the whole process again, which is mildly irritating because I had my HDR settings and everything set up. But I digress. <laughs> so with all that said, I downloaded all kinds of shit. I just you know set it all to download, put it in rest mode, and walked away. Anyway, came back that night last night, and we did play Chivalry Two, like you said. The only thing that I'll really add from what you said is uh, I agree that I love the game. It is awesome. It's so much fun. There's not there's not a time, there's never a time when I'm playing it where I'm like, this sucks. Like, right. <laughs> if I, I mean, if I get double or triple or quadruple teamed, like, yeah, that stinks. Like, I know I'm going to die, but, but like, that's just part of it. Like, I'm, I'm not, right. I'm never not having a good time. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's the best recommendation i can give of a game is if i'm never not having a good time if i'm always having a good time (laughs) i don't know what i'm trying to say if i'm always having a good time is what i'm trying to say then 
I don't know what else you can say. So hoping to play more of that tonight. And then the other thing that I tried last night because it launched for about 10 or 15 minutes was Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Mm-hmm. I, I have to admit I was a little tired because <laughs> it was after midnight. So I was dozing a little bit, but I played for about 10 or 15 minutes, played it on the performance ray tracing graphical mode. And it, mm-hmm. and the two things that I can say about it right now, obviously I'm only played 10 minutes, but Number one, it looks beautiful. Like we've been seeing all of the screenshots and trailers and everything looks fantastic. looks incredible. The second thing I can say about it right now is the DualSense controller does so much for that game. The, the, the adaptive triggers when you shoot stuff feels awesome. The haptic feedback is awesome. And as someone who played the 2016 remake of Ratchet & Clank, that game was fine, but there were times where it was kind of like mindless fun. Like it got kind of boring, at least in my opinion. And I think the controller is a real stand, like a real, like livens it up. Yeah. Really. It livens it up. It, it brings a lot to it. So anyway, that's what I can say about it right now, but hopefully I'll have more to say next week. So with that, let's jump into the news here, Travis. We've got a lot to get through here because of E3 things going on and summer game fest. So, for context, what we are going to do is this episode will cover everything through Friday, June the 11th, is what this is. This episode will cover everything after that. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I think there's even something Thursday maybe, we'll get on next week's show because we're not going to skip an episode. So it is what it is. So here we go. Uh, the fir- and one other thing, housekeeping note is there was an... Axios interview with Jim Ryan that came out today, the president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. I read through it. I read some of the notes on Twitter. It's not here because, in my opinion, there's really nothing newsworthy from that interview. Um, It's all stuff that we've pretty much heard before that he reiterated or slightly elaborated on. Um, So there's really nothing newsworthy. Biggest thing is he apologized for saying that old games don't matter and nobody wanted to play Gran Turismo 2 or 4 or whatever the hell he said. He's not wrong, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, with that said, let's jump into the first news item here. I'm calling it Wednesday. So on Wednesday, Travis, Electronic Arts finally unveiled the new iteration of Battlefield, which is set in the near future and is titled Battlefield 2042. The game is a multiplayer-only title that will come to both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 with a few key differences between the two. On PS5, players will take part in 128-player matches with much larger maps and enhanced graphical fidelity, of course, while players on PS4 will get smaller versions of the maps for 64-player matches. At launch, the game will feature seven maps, dynamic weather and storms, classes with specialties and traits, robotic dogs, wingsuits, and enhanced terrain deformation, The game will also include content seasons and battle passes similar to Call of Duty, and beta tests are planned for later this year as well. We also learned from post-reveal interviews that the game will allow players to play against the AI instead of real players, and it may also be getting some type of free-to-play component, as well as cross-platform play. Battlefield 2042 will launch on October the 22nd, while players who pre-order the Gold or Ultimate Edition of the game can play a week early on October the 15th. So, what do you think of what you saw? Well, I mean, it looks like a real ripper, huh? It's a ripper time, mate. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a fucking ripper. 
I mean, it, it was it. That's how you do a game trailer. Uh, that mm-hmm. that was a game trailer. That's what we wanted. Um, I got excited that you know I talked to you about this. We saw the guy jump out of the jet and RPG guy jump back in. Like mm-hmm. you know, we've seen versions of that all over the internet. Um, on Battlefield Four and even Three, I think. Um, and then mm-hmm. of course on Battlefield One, we had all kinds of weird stuff where guys would jump out of like the uh, the old planes and like snipe dudes and then jump back on. Yeah. I'm just I'm stoked to play it. Everything looks cool. Um, the robotic dogs um, are exactly what I'm afraid of with the Boston Dynamic dogs. <laughs> yeah, so that was great. Nice. I thought the classes were, were interesting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the what differentiates the classes now is your specialty. It's it's you know you can use any gun on any class. You know, you don't you're not you could, I could snipe as the assault guy if I want if I like that specialty right. better. Um, I thought that was really interesting. Um, I suppose that's more realistic to what kind of you can experience um, out in the wild, so to speak, in the, in the actual mm-hmm. uh, military, I'm assuming. Um, I think that's an interesting touch, and I saw some people kind of push back against that. They're like, well, you're going to get all these people that are only sniping. It's like, well, I mean, that would happen anyway. They would just all be snipers instead of assault with a sniper. Like, right. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't change anything no. at all as far as I'm concerned. Um, no. But all of the maps that we saw look interesting. Um, mm-hmm. What was that one map that we saw that is the biggest map in the world? Oh, oh shit! I can't re- remember the name of it now, but I know it's bigger than the PUBG map and the the original right. Fortnite map, which is asinine. And I suppose with mm-hmm. I know 130 players, it's probably they're going to be able to direct the battle based off of the. Um, you know whatever we need to capture or whatever the objective is it's not like you're playing team death on a on a you know a map that big with team death would be horrible i feel like oh yeah i'm i'm excited for it um like i told you though i'm not going to pre-order it until i play the beta so <sighs> yes we're going to get to that so i am in love already i you I are can, i cannot wait i was already stoked i mean beforehand i mean let's be honest but after right. seeing the trailer, oh, I'm so stoked. And then we're going to get to see gameplay on Sunday mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. Microsoft conference, the gameplay reveal, which is cool. Can't wait for that. And then they're going to show even more on July the 22nd at the EA Play event that they're doing. Dude, this is this is the game. This is the game that we've been wanting. I mean, I I cannot wait. Everything that everything I just read just oh, turns me on. Turns me yeah. on so much. It, it's stuff we've asked for too, like dynamic weather yeah. and storms and you know, you know, terrain deformation. That was all stuff we've all wanted more of. Yes. So to 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 wrap up here about Battlefield, I just so the audience knows, on the record, I pre ordered immediately after the trailer. I pre ordered the gold edition. Okay. I'm all in. That means I get to play the game on October the fifteenth. And I get all the year one shit, whatever. So anyway, Travis comes back from his vacation mm-hmm. and we're talking about it. And he tells me, I tell him that myself and our friend, John, we've both already pre-ordered the gold edition. We're going to be playing on October the 15th. And he's, I said, are you going to pre-order? And he, he tells me that he's going to wait to play the beta <laughs> before he pre-orders, which that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a totally reasonable thing. Is it though? Because it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> it's a totally reasonable thing. I understand that. But here's here's where here's where it deviates for you, my friend, and for us. I I then you you said that to me, and I then asked you this question. I said, well, "Let me ask you this: 
I said, what is the percent chance that you do not play this new Battlefield game when it, when it releases? You looked at me and you said 0%. <laughs> I said, then what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> and I just got to make sure. I got to make sure. I mean, you're a man of your convictions. I'll give you that. That's fine. You, you want to make sure. Maybe it's dog shit, but I mean, whatever. I mean, we, it's not like we haven't enjoyed the last like five Battlefield games, but it, it could be dog shit. So yeah, anyway, yeah, I just yeah, right. had, to, had to break your balls a little bit. You do you, but me and don't worry. John and I are there no matter what you decide. If you want to play a week after us, we'll be there. It's just, I don't want to hear any shit when you got to play a tutorial. <laughs> I will turn it off. Oh, hey, listen, man. I have until October 14th to buy it and play it on the 15th. So <laughs> Christ, don't play. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you're probably not going to be buying shit because you got you owe eBay $52. <laughs> yeah, that's my game. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you though, when I watched the trailer, the first thing I thought after this was, did did, did somebody else make Battlefield Five? <laughs> like, <laughs> it just seemed like it's it seems like it's so much art. It just seemed like it was such a misstep in their yeah. in their lineage. And th- that being said, it's actually not that bad. Right when you play right now, it's actually pretty fun. Yeah, they've improved it a lot. So anyway, I can't wait. Looking forward to that greatly. Number two, Travis. Let's move on to Thursday here. On Thursday, Mr. Jeff Keeley hosted his summer game fest. Mr. Geoff. Yeah, kickoff live, whatever, you know, whatever it was called, Summer Game Fest. And there's no real, no real good way to do this here. So I just listed all the relevant PlayStation information that we learned here. And I'm just going to rifle through it and then we can discuss anything at the end. For starters, we saw at the very top of the show, the much rumored and now confirmed Wonderlands, the Borderlands spinoff game. That includes spell casting and character customization, and it is supposed to be launching sometime in early 2022. We then saw Death Stranding Director's Cut, which was announced for PS5 by Mr. Hideo Kojima. Hmm. And it was said Familiar. to be yes, and it was said to be coming soon on the splash screen at the end. And Jeff Keighley maybe slipped this on accident, but he made a comment <laughs> that the full reveal was quote, only weeks away, end quote. (laughs) So that's interesting. Then we saw Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War and Warzone. We learned that Season 4 launches on June the 17th. We then saw the much-beloved Shuhei Yoshida, the head of PlayStation Indies, and Mr. Shu revealed that a Salt and Sanctuary sequel called Salt and Sanctuary. Mr. Shu. Are you boys? You don't call Shuhei? Shuhei? We're boys. He shoo. Hmm. So he shooed all, all of us. He'll shoo us away. <laughs> shoo revealed that Salt and Sanctuary, I'm sorry, a sequel to Salt and Sanctuary called Salt and Sacrifice will be coming to PS4 and PS5 in 2022, and it will include online multiplayer. He also shared a new trailer with gameplay for Solar Ash, which will release later this year. We then got to see Two Point Campus, which was confirmed announced and confirmed after being leaked by the microsoft store and it will be releasing sometime in 2022 up next we saw a story trailer for the next game in the dark pictures anthology called house of ashes it will launch on october the 22nd for ps4 and ps5 we then saw a new trailer for jrpg tales of arise followed by a new gameplay trailer for roguelite tower defense dungeon crawler endless dungeon which you hate (laughs) <laughs> we, then got, we then got the announcement 
This is a big one, actually. We then got an announcement of a new development studio called Deviation Games, which was announced by the studio's co-founders, who are former directors on Call of Duty Black Ops. They also revealed a development partnership with Sony and PlayStation to produce their very first game, which is a brand new, quote-unquote, groundbreaking IP. And then later on the PlayStation blog, the studio revealed that they already have over 100 employees working on the project. We then saw a, we then got an announcement, I should say, that a beta for co-op zombie first-person shooter Back for Blood will be coming on August the 5th. And then hack and slash co-op Viking survival game Tribes of Midgard will launch on PS4 and PS5 on July 27th, we learned. And then finally, from Summer Game Fest, to close out the show, the much beloved by everyone but me, it seems, Elden Ring. <laughs> the next game from from software we got a gameplay trailer of that to finish out the show and we learned that it launches on january 21st of 2022 on both ps4 and ps5 what do you what do you make of any of this you got anything anything that sticks out yeah i'll jump in with a couple of things i'm the most excited about to me the most exciting bit of news here was deviation games i like the idea that we got these former directors from cod and Mm-hmm. You know, they already have a hundred people working on this new IP. I, th- I think we can assume it's it's some sort of shooter. Um, obviously, would be my guess. Um, yeah, that's exciting because, to me, because it's it's there's a huge unknown at the end, right? It's like we got this talent, we got these guys that have done some really cool stuff before. That you know, that's exciting to me. Two Point Campus. We talked a little bit about this before. Mm-hmm. I was excited to just see a little bit of what the world looked like. Um, there's all kinds of stuff going on in that trailer. I mean, you've got to like, you could probably spend 15 minutes trying to figure out everything you saw, but it looks outrageous. Um, there's all, I mean, I, just just go watch it. I can't do it justice trying to describe what I saw, other than it looks like a perfect two point game. So I'm sure it'll be fun. Yes. And the second most likely game I'm likely to play uh, right behind that one is this Back for Blood. Mm-hmm. co-op zombie game it looks awesome the uh, monsters look really cool they remind me of like you know some of the dead nation monsters we saw and some of the mm-hmm. um monsters we saw in um what was the zombie game we were just playing uh, uh with the helmet zombie army four yeah that one so mm-hmm. it reminded me of uh some of the, like you know just the crazy teeth and the you know deformed muscles and shit like uh, right. i thought it looked really interesting so i'm excited for that demo um other than that uh, my surprise game that by surprise I mean what surprised me that I found mildly interesting was uh, the Viking survival game. Yeah, that game was cool. Yeah, it has like that um, that top down view where mm-hmm. um, I'm God, I'm doing so. I'm old, so isometric. I'm all these games. Thank you, isometric yeah. view, that, which that, we like. Very dead nationy. Yeah, yeah. So we had that in dead nation. We had it on the other game where John blew our hostages head off at the very <laughs> end. Divers, yeah, Hell divers. Yeah. So it has all that to it. I love Viking lore. Viking lore is really interesting. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's probably my second favorite lore behind the Greeks, but that's cool. Anyway, so yeah, I'm excited about those things. I think they're cool. I think they're interesting. Um, and just just to get this out of here, um. House of Asses and Solar Ass, not interested in. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I'd rather see an ass in the sun or a house full of asses. I guess it depends mm-hmm. on the ass. It does absolutely depend on the ass. Hit me with why this Death Stranding thing is so, is so, why are people so excited about this on the internet? Yeah, I think it's, well, it's a couple of things. First of all, it's because it's a PS5 upgrade of the original game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that does, I am interested in it. It does excite me a little bit to see it with, 
you know, a graphical upgrade, a game that already looked very good to see what the next step is. And then I think the other really interesting thing about it is to see if it will take advantage of the adaptive triggers and haptic feedback, because that game honestly is perfect for the DualSense controller. So I think people are excited about the possibility of that. And the other thing that really uh, kind of had people on a fever pitch was the fact that he teased or put like a, I mean, not, it was, oh, more, yeah. than, it was more than an Easter egg, but he, that's not an Easter egg. Yeah. It's beyond that. <laughs> but he, yeah. He had Norman Reedus and his magical fetus pull the box <laughs> off the shelf and dump the oranges out on the floor. And then he acted like he was going to get under the box, but he jumped in it and then like put it back on the shelf. So that's a very obvious metal gear, solid, you know, Easter egg. And I think, and then like he, he made that trailer in a way with like the music and the cinematography and everything that for the very beginning there, people were like, is this, does this have something to do with metal gear somehow? You know what I mean? So that's why people were kind of, and it looks like there's going to be some type of DLC that comes with it because those enemies or whatever that I ever recall were not in the, yeah, we're not in the original game. So I think people were excited for that reason too, maybe more content as well. So I think we're going to find out in a couple of weeks. It sounds like (laughs) there's, there's been a rumor that Sony is going to hold a state of play event or something like that at the end of the month potentially June the 28th. And I think Mr. Jeff Keeley accidentally let that slip. So I think we're going to find out some more info in a couple weeks. The other thing that was a big one that really excited me, same as you, is the Deviation Games announcement that uh, Sony now has a third contract with a second, uh, second party contract, if you will, with a new game studio on top of Haven Studio, mm-hmm. which is the Jade Raymond outfit and then that Firewalk studio uh, that's making that multiplayer game. So now we have three of these type of deals and that's very exciting to have three new exclusive PlayStation games in the works. So it's a big one. Excited to see what they do. And like you said, there's a good pedigree there with those guys. Um, Let's see if anything, two point campus that also, I love that. So I'll definitely keep my eye out on that. And then you already pre-ordered it. <laughs> haven't pre-ordered it yet <laughs> and then the last thing i guess i'll say because elden ring is a big one um objectively it's a big one but i gotta tell you guys i i don't get it i mean those games right. are not for me to begin with those dark souls games and what whatnot but i'm gonna tell you it looks to me as an outsider it looked just like every other dark souls game but i'm glad you guys are excited for it not gonna you yep. gonna not gonna shit on it uh, piggyback off of what you said there what I thought was interesting is so we know we, you know, we watch all the stuff, all the things we see it all. And you put out the tweet like, Hey, Elden ring, I get it, but it's, you know, it's not really hitting it for me. And that and yeah. people like, there was some inner, like people were like agreed. And the more yeah. I read about it online, it seemed like there was, a, there's definitely a line there. There's a line of people mm-hmm. who are like, you know, it'd be like me. Like if, you know, if Polyphony put out anything other than Gran Turismo, I'd be like, sure, I'll give it a shot. And mm-hmm. there'd be people that would be like, no, you make the fucking racing game and that's it, right? And um, <laughs> I that felt... races. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Billy Kimba. Um, do you guys have Netflix in Australia? Um, anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> point being, um, it does seem like, surprisingly to me, that there is some division there at least mm-hmm. um, on social media, which I did not expect. I assumed that when this, we know when this trailer hit at the end, that people were all going to love it. And, and that wasn't the case. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a very, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't call it a thin line. I'd say it's a very hard thick <laughs> line in the sand and you either love it or you are, or you don't get it. 
and I'm in the camp that does not get it. All right, number three, Travis, let's move on to Friday. Today, we got the Coke Media Showcase, and they announced that they have a new publishing label called Prime Matter, which has 12 games in in the development pipeline, including the following that are relevant to PlayStation. First was co-op bank heist game Payday 3. Yes, sir. That's right, which will launch in 2023. Oh, fuck it. I'll forget it. Right. (laughs) Also, strategy game King's Bounty 2, which launches on August the 24th, as well as third-person action RPG The Last, a recrew, I don't know, which launches in 2022. (laughs) Third-person shooter Gungrave Gore, which releases sometime next year. Action horror game The Chant, which is slated for a second quarter 2022 release. Futuristic cybernetic first-person shooter Final Form, which will release sometime in the future. Dark Souls-inspired sci-fi thriller RPG Dolmen, which will release sometime in 2022. Alice in Wonderland meets Alien Mashup, dark sci-fi action-adventure game Scars Above which will release next year sometime. And then finally, the last PlayStation-relevant announcement was that Painkiller is making a comeback under the new publishing label, but no other details were given. So it's just a tease. But do you have anything to say about any of this? Uh, well, obviously, I'm pumped for Payday 3. Um, I love mm-hmm. the first ones. So the first ones are so janky, but I still enjoy them. They were so fucking hard, but yes, but they're fun. though. It was a blast trying to get into the safes and get everybody down and what i'm really excited about is i hope i hope that on the ps5 i can yell into the mic and yell at people to get down on the ground i just, I just oh, want to be able wow. to yell or yell yell into the controller or whatever yeah, yeah. hey what was that thing you said telekinetic prophetic dynamite or something like that it's not, it sounds awful but i love the name um and the second the second one you mentioned about the king's ransom king's bounty 2 yeah king's bounty 2 i thought that was interesting um Mm-hmm. You know, all things considered on that list, the, the, the top two are the ones that really got my interest out, out of all the rest. Hmm. Well, I, I, of course, am also excited for Payday 3. We'll see uh, what that shapes up to look like. And then the only other one that looked moderately interesting to me was actually the Scars Above game. They showed gameplay of that, and it looked like Returnal mixed with Skyrim is basically the best way I can describe it. Anyway. Then, after the Coke Media Showcase, we also got the IGN Expo, where they revealed or announced several PlayStation-related games as well. The first being Doki Doki Literature Club Plus, which Travis is stoked about. It was announced. <laughs> it's And it is an expanded edition of the visual novel cult classic, and it will come to PlayStation on June the 30th. Yeah, I mean, well, we already knew it was expansion of that. I mean, the books are awesome. We then got to see World War Z Aftermath, which is an enhanced upgrade of the co-op zombie shooter that includes all DLC, but also adds new characters, a new melee system, new zombies, and a new first-person mode. And it also gets a next-gen graphical upgrade, which includes 4K at 60 frames per second on PS5 sometime later this year. We then saw Bramble the Mountain King, which is a side-scrolling horror platformer with David or Davis, as I have here, versus Goliath-style <laughs> boss battles <laughs> and the Nordic and fairy tale inspired environments that is coming at some point in the future. 
Mm-hmm. That damn Davis versus Kawhi. <laughs> you gotta watch him. You know, he had a he didn't use a slingshot, he used something else. <laughs> then we saw Blacktail, which is a first person action adventure game about a woman cast out of her village for witchcraft and is releasing at an unknown point mm-hmm. in the future. <laughs> I almost I almost cast my wife out of my house last night for witchcraft. Well, was she witchcrafting? Uh just she's witchcrafting some pms i can tell you that much i thought maybe she had some kids in a cage and she had like a big (laughs) stew going she was singing nursery rhymes i don't know she was conjuring up some pms that's good you you gotta watch that she's breaking my balls all right hardcore action rpg mortal shell will be getting a dlc expansion called the virtuous cycle and then Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions is a new boxing game in the Creed franchise coming to PlayStation later this year. We then saw The Forgotten City, which is that murder mystery game that takes place in ancient Rome, if you'll remember, Travis. Oh, yeah. And it's based on a popular Skyrim mod, which I did not know and is incredible. That's interesting. And it will release on PlayStation very soon, on July the 28th. Also, Metroidvania game Unbound Worlds Apart was announced, and it will release on July 28th as well. And then popular free-to-play PC first-person shooter Splitgate was announced to be coming to PS4 and PS5 on July 27th. And then beyond that, there were a ton of trailers, actually, for other games, including Chernobylite, Two Point Campus, which featured actual gameplay, Sifu, that martial arts kung fu fighting game, and then Steel Rising, which, if you'll remember, Travis, is the game from Spider Studio, which is the, like... Uh, French Revolution robot mechanical oh, like, industrial yes, yes, like yes. weird game. So they did, interesting. Yeah, they did a quick little story trailer for that. We learned a little bit more about what that's about. So anyway, is there anything from this list that uh, stands out to you? You played World War Z with Jacob, right? Or was yeah, that with me, John? Me and you played it a little bit, I believe. Oh, right. That was the thing with the train, right? Correct. That train level with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That mm-hmm. game is fun. I think that'll be interesting if they put it out. I don't know if it'll be worth whatever mm-hmm. they're going to charge me for it, but it looks interesting. Um, right. The French Revolution game with all the weird stuff, that's something that we've been looking at for like, I don't know, it feels like two years. I know it's not been that long, but it's <laughs> right. it's something that's been on my radar for a while. So it's nice to see that's still a thing. Mm-hmm. Remember, the, remember the game Stray? What happened to that game? It's still there. It's supposedly going to be shown in, uh, at the end of July. Okay. I, just, I was just thinking, like, I feel like I've heard more about this weird French Revolution alternate universe than I have about this cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for me, I am also interested in uh, the World War Z game. That's probably the one that stands out the most to me because I don't re- know if you remember me telling you this, but a few months back, I re-downloaded World War Z um, because I think it was on it's on PlayStation Now or something, maybe. I don't remember, but I re-downloaded it and uh, to try it out, just one, it was in the mood for something like that. And it's at 30 frames per second and it is unplayable at oh, 30 yeah. frames per second. I just can't, I couldn't do it. It was giving me a headache. So the fact that it's going to get a next gen upgrade is super interesting. And then they're going to add that first person mode. So that stands out to me. And then, oh, let's see here. There's something else. I think it was just really those last four that I mentioned. Chernobylite, which I have on my list to keep an eye on. Two Point Campus, obviously. Sifu, Still Rising. So those were all interesting as well. Uh, and some of those had had gameplay in them. So check those out if you guys are interested. 
Number four, a string of new job listings at Naughty Dog seem to indicate that their multiplayer project for The Last of Us has grown significantly in scale, Travis. Rather than simply being an add-on mode for The Last of Us Part Two, it now appears that it will be a standalone multiplayer title. As website Push Square reported, the new listings also state that the goal of the project is to, quote, bring the same level of ambition and quality of our signature story-driven games, end quote. What do you think about a standalone Last of Us multiplayer title. I think this is kind of interesting. I think if um, we see a, a single player story driven game that's really popular and really successful, I think that this is something we could see more of. This could be a, a trend. Mm-hmm. And if it goes well, it could turn into something that's a standard, really. Um, you know, like, like the Ghost of Tsushima multiplayer. Right. It was, it was a lot of fun, but that might have actually worked better as a standalone, even if it was a free to play standalone and you, hmm. you know, you could buy, you know, buy whatever. By characters shit. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, by characters. Um, speaking of that, there are people are doing a meetup on Ghost of Tsushima online. There is like a revival meetup thing. You can check okay. it out on Reddit if you're interested. All the details are on there. So interesting. Kind of like your people, you and your people playing Killzone the other night. Yeah, you gotta on, do it on the Vita. I have to uh-huh. re-download it. You're asking a lot from me, right? Making me click two things. Um, anyway. But no, I think this is cool. I like the idea of it because you know it lets it lets your team focus on the um, single player, make sure it's you know it matches as they say the level of ambition and the quality of our signature story driven games. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know if you want to roll it over into something fun, like multiplayer should be fun to me. Something that I think Uncharted actually does very well. It is you know it's it's fun to play that online and not and that and it's a different type of fun like you know battle right. build or call of duty that's a different type of of gunplay battling fun i feel like that um you know maybe is, is the last of us fall more into the uncharted world or does it fall more into like god i'm dying on the inside what is that game that we play hunt showdown is it more oh. like that no it's probably it's probably closer to uncharted right so a to slower. me yeah yeah and like it could be you know I know Uncharted's whimsical. That may not be a great. That's not what I mean by it's fun. It's just the gameplay feels more accessible. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because yeah. Battlefield and Call of Duty feel like they 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 involve some sort of skill. Mm-hmm. And and I never felt like that with even Chivalry. I don't. That's probably one of the reasons I like Chivalry so much. Is like I could probably not play that for you know four or five days, and I could pop it on and I could do well within a couple of matches. You know, right? I like the idea of that having that sort of accessibility with a really, really fun single player typical game, but now we can play it in another way and, and but still be in the same world. I like all of it. Yeah. I think that the fact that they are hiring more people and it seems to be a multiplayer specific definitely indicates that the game has become a thing of its own, that mm-hmm. it's no longer an add on or a mode, not to say that they won't still add it to The Last of Us Part Two as an update for free maybe or something like that, but it seems increasingly unlikely. It seems more likely that it's going to be like a like a $30 or $40 release, and it's right. just going to be called like The Last of Us Factions or something like that. And, it you know, it can be something that they can update, you know, have seasons, have years of content, whatever. Um, I, I, I think that's the way we're heading, and to be honest, that's totally cool with me. I, right, I think right. that I think that's totally cool. Um, that and they may be onto something there, where you know they can just focus on making the single player game, and then later on, you know, we'll, we have these bones for a multiplayer game. 
Right. And we want to make it big. We want to make it its own thing. And so that's what we're going to do. So that's cool with me. We'll see what happens with it. Maybe we'll see more in a couple of weeks, Travis. Number five, PlayStation re- released May's top downloaded games on the PlayStation Store. And they are as follows. On PlayStation 5, the number one most downloaded game was Resident Evil Village, followed by Returnal, MLB The Show 21, Spider-Man Miles Morales, NBA 2K21, Subnautica Below Zero, Mortal Kombat 11, It Takes Two, FIFA 21, Hood Outlaws and Legends, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Demon's Souls, Rainbow Six Siege, Outriders, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, Madden 21, Sackboy A Big Adventure, Judgment, and Immortals Phoenix Rising. On PS4, the number one most downloaded game was Rust, Console Edition, Resident Evil Village, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, GTA 5, MLB The Show 21, NBA 2K21, Mortal Kombat 11, Biomutant, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Minecraft, Knockout City, Mortal Kombat 10, Need for Speed Heat, Subnautica Below Zero, UFC 4, The Forest, there it is again, (laughs) Call of Duty Modern Warfare, It Takes Two, Gang Beasts, and Red Dead Redemption 2, my beloved Red Dead Redemption 2 at number 20 on PS4. Over on PSVR, number one most downloaded game was Beat Saber, followed by Vader Immortal, Job Simulator, Super Hot VR, Creed Rise to Glory, Gun Club VR, Swordsman VR, or Swordsman VR, Doom 3 VR Edition, Gorn, and Surgeon Simulator Experience Reality. (laughs) (laughs) You do the exact opposite, buddy. (laughs) On on the free-to-play list, the top downloaded game was Call of Duty Warzone. No surprise there. Followed by Fortnite, Rocket League, Genshin Impact, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Brawlhalla, Rec Room, Rogue Company, and Warframe at number 10. All right. So, does anything on any of these lists stand out? Any thoughts? Aside from the oxymoron of Surgeon Simulator experience reality, uh-huh. um, everything on the free-to-play list screams a child to me. Like, it, <laughs> it's just children except for, like, Genshin Impact. Everything else is, like, we've all already played and paid for Destiny. Um, yeah. We've all been through... Brawlhalla and Warframe. We've all been through Apex Legends before. We've all tried Rocket League at this point. So <laughs> I just screams children to me. But anywho, <laughs> jumping up here to the uh the PS5, I think that the most obvious one, aside from Resident Evil Village, I mean, that's no surprise that that's number one. Wouldn't surprise me if it's number one next month too. Um, but Returnal at two, showing yeah. a little bit of staying power. That's that's really good for those guys. Yeah, it's big. And that's crazy, to, not crazy to me. I just, I just thought it would fall more than than that. To be honest, I, it's ahead mm-hmm. of it. It'll be the show and and two K and Spider Man. Like those three are always up there. So mm-hmm. you love to see that. Um, you know, is is Hood Outlaws and Legends at ten? Is that good for them? Uh, for it, yeah, probably. So, so yeah, so that's another another check mark for them. Good for those guys. Um, and you know. We're just never going to see the end of an Assassin's Creed on this list. I think is what we need to come Correct. to the, just come to the reality of that. It's there's always going to be an Assassin's Creed and probably Rainbow Six on this list. Correct. That's correct. A couple thoughts from my end here. 
I agree with you. Returnal at number two is huge on PS5 for the month of May. I'll be interested to see where it slots in in June when it goes head-to-head with Ratchet and Clank, which inevitably, I would believe, would be number one. But I'll be interested to see where Returnal falls after that. It stays in the top five. That's a really good sign for it. And then a couple of the other things that stood out to me were the fact that Rust Console Edition was the number one game on PS4. And then right. what stood out even more to me is that Biomutant, which is only a PS4 game, mind you, okay? But it is backwards compatible. But when you buy it, it's a PS4 game. It's at, oh, it's at number eight on the list for the month. That's that's pretty low for, for that game that was somewhat, you know, highly anticipated. But I know it's gotten some bad reviews. But And then, of course, The Forest showing back up there. Uh, and then the last thing I'd say really is the free to play game list. If you look at that, like if you're trying to make a free to play game, like look yeah. at that list. Like, yeah, you're not going to dethrone any of the games on that list. Like, you got to be a he- you got to be a heavy hitter to knock any of those games off that list. So, good yeah. luck. I also thought it was interesting that Knockout City on PS4 is at 11, and it's only on PS4. I thought that was just. True. I thought that was an odd thing. You know, does that speak more to the market of people who have a PS5? Is it more... I don't know. Are more uh, people from 20 to 40 have a PS5? Or you know no, what I mean? Like, uh, that's something I wondered about. Especially like Gang Beast on there too. Like, yeah. Oh, that's, that's true. Odd. That's odd. Yeah. The weird thing is that we know that Knockout City, they announced that they had 5 million players. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, of course, that's across all consoles. But anyway... Number six, Travis, we also have a bunch of news nuggets like we always do, and feel free to jump in here like you always do. First nugget, we received new gameplay footage for upcoming PlayStation-exclusive Kena Bridge of Spirits on Friday, courtesy of the Tribeca Games Festival, and that game looks stunning. Looks very good. I, it's really the first like kind of unfiltered gameplay that we got to see today that wasn't like part of like a sizzle trailer you know it was like literally like you could see the hud and everything and that was it unabridged it's unabridged (laughs) (laughs) that uh so that i'm i'm interested in that game more so now so we'll see about that one looks great though also former ign writer and sacred symbols creator and host colin moriarty stated on his recent podcast that sony declined a pitch for Resistance 4 because thematically it was too similar to The Last of Us and they were afraid of having a post-apocalyptic game problem, Travis. Well, first of all, that's 90% of the games, I feel like, anyway. Yes. But also don't go into that meeting with The Last of Us. I mean, it's not going to be as good as The Last of Us and kudos yeah. to Sony for telling them to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. It, I So I never played in the Resistance games. Like I started to play them, but never finished them. I, I will say this. I do wish that they would like remaster the trilogy and bring it, bring it to PS5 because I, I want to play them again. I want to give them a fair shake, but mm-hmm. doesn't sound like a Resistance sequel is coming anytime soon because they have The Last of Us still and they already, they just killed Days Gone. So they're going to, they're going to go back to the well and make another post-apocalyptic shooter. I don't know. Anyway, Ratchet and Clank Travis launched this week and currently sits at an 89 on Metacritic, the mark of a critical hit. It was also reported that the game was developed in a crunch-free environment, for God's sake, with one employee <laughs> confirming they worked 40-hour weeks only. And actually, multiple employees have confirmed that at this point. What? Can we get a 90? Just I feel like people just put it at 89 just to, just to be an asshole. Like, <laughs> I, know, I know, right? 
89 Returnal at 86 like ah oh, 89 super close that and that's like 80 something reviews on that game that's that's crazy right it's crazy also horror game the persistence got its ps5 upgrade today on june the 11th featuring 4k at 60 frames per second and 4k at 30 frames per second in different modes as well as support for haptic feedback website video games chronicle reported that call of duty 2021 will not be present at E3 and will instead be revealed in-game in Call of Duty Warzone later this summer. The game is on track to launch this November on last-gen and current-gen consoles. A new Ubisoft multiplayer PvP title codenamed Battlecat has leaked online. The game is a first-person shooter that combines the Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon, and Division games, or universes I should say, probably into a single Tom Clancy multiplayer title. It is not expected to be shown at Ubisoft's event on June the 12th and could perhaps be one of the high-quality free-to-play games that Ubisoft is making. This is interesting. I don't even know what the fuck that means. You're, you're combining three games that don't even belong yeah. in the same place to me. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't know. I have no idea how they could pull that one off or how that works. Sounds like a Battle Royale game, which I think is a mistake. Well, yeah, the, in the Division stuff, you would, I would assume would be all the weapon customization and the, you know, the yeah body armor and whatever that's the easiest thing to take from that yeah maybe i don't know maybe we'll see maybe it'll be super cool i don't know also website push square reported that current xbox series x and s exclusive the medium from developer bloober team has been rated for ps5 by the esrb so release is imminent there so the yeah. xbox currently has xbox series x and s will have zero exclusive games to the console when that happens well Ubisoft's Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake will not appear at the UB Ford event on June 12th, and the game will now release sometime in 2022. I know you're disappointed in that one, Travis. You can release it in my asshole. It doesn't matter. I still want to play it. <laughs> Agreed. Also on the Ubisoft front, Rainbow Six Quarantine is now titled Rainbow Six Extraction. That's which the is fifth a, name change. That is a travesty. I mean, I get why they changed it, but they were they were considering Rainbow Six Parasite. That's infinitely better than Rainbow oh, Six Extraction. Extraction is the worst of the three. <sighs> Absolutely, they're so bad at naming their games. Immortals: Phoenix Rising, Rainbow Six Extraction. Like God bless guys. <laughs> Fucking hire somebody to do that shit. Yeah. I don't they know. got they got a committee in there. That's that's what they came up with. <sighs> right. Also in Ubisoft news. You can expect an update on what's next for Assassin's Creed Valhalla at the UB Ford event on Sunday, June 12th. A next-gen version of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order released on Friday, featuring new fidelity and performance modes, higher-res textures and assets, and improved loading times. PS4 owners of the game can get a free upgrade, even if you own a physical copy but got a digital PS5. You'll just need to contact EA Support to get a download code. That's, that's new. sweet. Yeah, that's new and interesting. I've never seen a publisher do that yet. Is that going to be on the download list next month? You never know. Probably. The PS5 version of F1 2021 will have two graphical modes, Travis. Graphics mode, which will run at 4K at 60 frames per second, and performance mode, which runs at a blistering 1440p at 120 frames per second. Yeah, going to need that when I blast into the fucking wall. <laughs> uh-huh. A new set of trophies has been added to Minecraft on PS4 alongside the new Caves and Cliffs Part 1 update. Okay. Upcoming JRPG Tales of Arise will clock in at just over 37 gigabytes on the PS5 when it launches in September. 
indie publisher Annapurna Interactive will host a live event on July 29th to show off upcoming games like Stray, there you go, and hmm. Solar Ash, and also to announce a few new games as well. well I'll be damned. Mm-hmm. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that Warner Brothers Gaming will only show Back for Blood during its E3 presentation on Sunday, so why bother? <laughs> Journey-inspired atmospheric adventure game Omno, Omno, whatever, will release sometime this summer for PS4. What do you mean? Journey is in moving or the band? No. So Journey, <laughs> I forget. So you are a filthy casual. So Journey is a very well-regarded indie game. Uh, that this came is familiar. Con- that came to consoles, and it's like you're you start the game and you're traveling across the desert and all these different kind of like biomes. And at the end of it, well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's a very like kind of what's the word I'm looking for? It's a very uh, existential game. Let's put it that way. Okay. That's well, I need more of that. I need more of an existential crisis than I already have. Yes, wonderful. <laughs> I put on jeans this I put on jeans this afternoon with my shirt off and I felt like Brad Pitt and Thelma and Louise. You sure it wasn't uh Fight Club? Oh, I don't know, maybe. I, you know it, it all blends together. <laughs> also, VR boxing game Creed Rise to Glory will get a non-VR sequel on PS4 sometime later this year called Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions. We actually just talked about that, so fuck me. website PlayStation Universe reported that the Upload VR showcase will take place on June 12th featuring some PSVR titles. More than Warner Brothers will show us. Absolutely. (laughs) Ubisoft will not show the Division Heartland or updates on the Division 2 on June the 12th at their UB Forward event. Why bother? Yeah, why bother? So we're going to go from UB Hard to Ubisoft. Definitely be soft. Uh Uh-huh. Far Cry 6 includes segments of third-person gameplay and will also feature some sort of in-game content following the completion of the story. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Bloomberg's Jason Schreier claimed on his latest podcast that Ubisoft's Beyond Good and Evil 2 is still very, very early in development. All kinds of Ubisoft news. Schreier also stated that Square Enix's upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy game will not be a live service game, but it will be revealed at their showcase. I think that one's on Sunday or Monday. But Battlefield's supposed to be a live service game. It is. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. You're not going to buy it. <laughs> Netflix is making an animated Splinter Cell show with the creator of John Wick writing the show. Just mm-hmm. make a game. Make a game. There, yeah, are they trying to branch this off into movies and make more money? Because it's not going to work. God. I don't know, what what are they doing with this franchise? They're making like a, a fucking pop figures and amiibos and Netflix shows. They just make a game. What's an amiibo? Like a single celled organism? It's, <laughs> it's something that bullshit you do with Nintendo. You like get these little oh, figurines. God. And like, just fuck off, Nintendo. All Nintendo is is Mario and <laughs> fucking Sonic is Sega. Like that's all they can do. So it irritates me so much. They make fucking Paperboy. What is um <laughs> so? John said, our buddy John said they made like $30 million off of Splinter Cell and they won't make a new game. They've sold 30 million copies of that game. Oh, I'm sorry. So whatever 30 times 60 is, they made $180 million or something like that? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's oh, correct. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I, seriously, what is a good video game movie or TV show? There, I, I mean, well, good. I mean, I mean, like, great. Like, not like The Witcher's good. I mean, like, yeah. great. Now, is there an obvious one I'm not thinking of? No, we won't have one until next year when The Last of Us comes out. Okay. I, I legitimately cannot think of one like every video game that was a video game first. I'm not talking about movie than game. Yeah, supposedly it all sucks. 
supposedly the Castlevania animated series on Netflix is like excellent. Supposedly okay. it's very good. So, okay. but I haven't watched it, so I can't attest. But supposedly it's very, very good. I'll buy it. Yeah. Um, the thing, the rumor mill says that the reason why Ubisoft has not made a Splinter Cell game is because they don't know how to turn that into. They don't know how to monetize it. Like they don't know how to make it. They don't. Have, they don't know how to make it where it's either a live service or they can sell fucking microtransactions or they don't know how to do that. Which that doesn't even make sense to me because like just treat it like Watch Dogs or or Assassin's Creed. Just <laughs> right. make just make DLC for it. Like and just have it whatever. Have a a year pass and you get two major DLCs. I, what does that mean? I don't. I don't understand, dude. I'm so confused. Anyway, here we go. Electronic Arts announced a major data breach that resulted in hackers stealing the source code for both FIFA 21 and their Frostbite engine. <laughs> Classic. Just to let them have the company at this point. <laughs> Website Gamatsu reported that action-adventure game TriFox will launch on PS4 and PS5 in the first quarter of next year. 3D high-speed character action game Ultra Age will launch this fall on PS4 and possibly the PS5. The Good Life from popular Japanese developer Swery has been delayed and will launch late this year. Shoot 'em up game Gray's Counter GM will release on PS4 and PS5 at some point in the future. World crafting sandbox game Grow Song of the Evertree will launch on PS4 sometime later this year. 3D horizontal roguelite cyberpunk action game Loopmancer was announced by Chinese developer eBrain Studio, but no release date was given. It's a lot going on there. The whole really thing is. really is. You know what's interesting is um, to cut you off completely. When they name these games, like like Skyrim, right? Skyrim. What is Skyrim? That doesn't exist before the game, but y- it's part of the lore. That's why the name is interesting or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. So like when you have a game called or like even Loopmancer, like <laughs> if you play the game, it makes sense within the world. But when your game is called Grow Song of the Evertree, there's too many things I have to look up there. I have to know what Evertree is. I have to know what the song is. And I have to figure out why Grow is in front of a colon. Correct. So <laughs> just just pick, just call it Song of the Evertree then. Or call mm-hmm. it Grow. Like, uh, you know, whatever. The, the name should make me want to play the game. I shouldn't have to Google and read fucking 18 pages of lore to understand why it's the fucking Song of Evertree. No, I totally agree. You can really mess up a name. Like you can, you really can. I to, I I know where you're coming from. I hear you. Also, Metroidvania game Elder Elderand Elderand was announced by developer Mantra and will release sometime in 2022. <laughs> Side-scrolling shoot 'em up Darius Burst Another Chronicle EX Plus has been delayed from June 11th today to July 27th on PS4. Narrative adventure game Alfred Hitchcock Vertigo was announced for PS4 and PS5 and will launch late this year. That might be interesting. Could be. I don't know anything about that, but that sounds interesting. Yeah. So film buffs might really be into that. I wonder if it'll be... I wonder what... Well, I, I'm interested. Yeah, psychos might be interested in it too. <laughs> Old school style platformer Frogun or Frogun, I don't know, will come to PS4 and PS5 sometime in 2022. post think Froggen? Ah, yeah. okay. That may, that makes more sense. Fro- Froggen. <laughs> uh, post-apocalyptic golf game. Golf Club Wasteland was announced for PS4 and will release sometime in August. That game actually looks kind of neat. Yeah. Looks kind of neat. 2D, st- 2D twin-stick action game Trigger Witch. Here's your game. <laughs> will launch on PS4 and PS5 sometime in July. We now know. 
action-adventure game remake Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX has moved up its release and will now launch on June 22nd on PS4 and PS5. Side-scrolling cinematic adventure game The Eternal Castle Remastered will release on PS4 on June 24th. Freestyle BMX game Urban Trial Tricky Deluxe Edition will come to PS4 on July 22nd. Survival horror game Uoni will launch on PS4 and PS5 on August 19th in the West. A new game from Frostpunk developer 11-Bit Studios will be announced on August the 12th. Developer Blizzard Entertainment announced that popular shooter Overwatch will receive cross-platform play support very soon. Side-scrolling single-player adventure game Greek Memories of Azure or Azure, Azure, Azure will launch on PS5 on August 17th. That game looks super cool. Wildlife photography game Beast of Maravilla Island will release on PS4 sometime later this year. I want it to be a wildlife pornography game. <laughs> Beastialities of Maravilla Island. Classic. <laughs> NIS America announced that action RPG Monarch will launch on PS4 and PS5 in early 2022. Single player third person adventure game Last Stop will launch on PS4 and PS5 on July 22nd. And 2D Metroidvania game Axiom Verge 2 has added PS4 and PS5 versions, and it will launch sometime this summer. And that is all for the news this week. I'll now kick it over to Travis for this week's new releases. On June 7th, we had Track Breakthrough Gaming Arcade on PS4. That is a stackable platinum for 99 cents if you're interested in Mm. trophy hunting. On the 8th, we had As Divine Menace, Chivalry 2, Cooking Simulator, which is a great game if you just want to cause complete chaos. Like, you can do some really weird stuff in it. People on PC, I've seen people on PC play this and, like, do so much shit in the kitchen that the the PC will, like, the game will just turn off. (laughs) Just (laughs) crash it. I love that so much. Um, Neptuno Reverse on PS5 and 4. Orbital Racer on PS4. Um... I wish you had seen this. I almost sent it to you. It reminds me of a game, but I can't put, can't put my finger on it. You're literally in orbit, and you're flying a spaceship, and there's things you fly through. It it reminds mm. me of something. It's not Star Fox. It's something else that I can't put my finger on. It might come to me later. Also, on the 8th, we have Paradox Error. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Ski Jumping, which is one of the worst-looking games I've ever seen. It's... <laughs> I mean, it looks like it was made 30 years ago in an arcade and like, and I watched a guy play it for like 10 minutes. And at first I thought, oh, this is a game that I would download and I would just play it to get trophies. And like, you know, I could see it being like that kind of a game and it's a good time waster to kill some time. And you're just, all you're doing is trying to jump really far. And it's like, you you use two buttons, you you press X to jump and X to land. And then the more I watched it, like, yeah, the more I watched it, like, there's like a little narrative you're following and like you can't it didn't seem like there was a way to get better like you couldn't make your character better so like he mm-hmm. wins the first couple and then it's like you have to finish 10th or better to stay on the team and then he jumps and it says new record on the hill and then he's like 45th <laughs> and i'm like oh god like, what the god i'll break everything um anyway the Absolutely. last game on the eighth is uh video poker poker i hardly know her so on, <laughs> on june 9th we have alba a wildlife adventure Mm-hmm. On on the tenth, we have Chikori, a colorful tale. Shikori, Shikori, mm-hmm. Shikori. Okay, there you go. Shikori, a colorful tale. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII remake, Intergrade. 
again, they could have stopped after remake. Uh, we also have uh, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. And mm. on the 11th, we have Guilty Gear Strive, which I looked up and don't remember anything about. So that, that is a, that is a <laughs> solid recommendation. And wow. we also have Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart only on the 5. So a uh, couple of couple of things here. Ninja Ninja Gaiden. But that's okay. Like I said, you're a filthy casual. And then the guilty guilt. <laughs> and then it's okay. It's what's what's it's what makes our podcast good. And then uh, also the fact that you're a sim racer. Very unique things about our podcast. Also, Guilty Gear Strive uh, is a big one uh, this week on PlayStation as well. It's it's also I think an 89 on Metacritic. I don't know what the fuck it is. Let's look. Let's get a live Great. look. And, then and I remember I remember nothing about it. Yes, and then uh, and then Ratchet Ratchet and Clank, of course, is the big one, the big big one this week. Let's look real quick before we go. Here. Oh, We're I know why I didn't like it. It was because it, look, you sent us a picture earlier of of the guy. Uh, with a reflection in his glasses, who'd you send us? Captain America? What was that? that it was Mister Mister Clean. Yeah, you sent us a picture of Mister. You sent us a picture of Mister Clean earlier, and the characters from Guilty Gear Striver in his glasses. That's yeah. why I wasn't interested in it. As soon yeah. as I saw anime or man, manja mantra, yeah. what's like called? Like a hentai girl on there. Yeah, I just I turned my brain off. Like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not into that. Okay, so the latest is on Guilty Gear Strive. Let me go to the PS5 version. Is it different? Yeah. So Guilty Gear Strive PS5 on Metacritic has 25 critic reviews, and it sits in an 88. Dang. Yeah. Pretty, pretty I mean, well-renowned fighting game. Yeah, and the artwork is sick. Like It really it's is. It's super artistic. It's super nice, super pretty. I'm just I'm not going to play it, so I just, I just deleted it from my brain. Yeah, I'm not going to pay $60 for it, so... Anyway, that's all for the new game releases this week. Travis, let's sort of wrap this this up here by discussing what we're going to be playing in the week ahead. Let's see. Um, I think tomorrow night I have a ranked FIA race on oh, wow. uh, Gran Turismo. I think we're at Laguna Sega, I think. And then hmm. the G, GR4 four cars, which aren't bad. Uh, the DB9 that you drive and the GR4, it's, it's a chunky boy, but it's really good in the turns. It has a lot of power in that car, but when they turn the balance of power on, you really lose that top end down the straight. But Laguna Sega doesn't really, uh, you don't really need that there. Um, so it's okay. We have another race in our league on Sunday. I missed the last race. Um, I think I'm still fifth or sixth in points. So it really affected me uh, right. to miss the race. Um, I can't remember where we are this weekend, but it's not, it's not a track that I hate, so I should be able to do okay there. I think third or fourth is a solid goal for that. Um, I'm sure I'll throw in some FIFA. Definitely want to try Operation Tango. Oh yeah, I have it downloaded. Yeah, so I like to, I like to try that this weekend just to see if it's. You know, mm-hmm. It looks it looks interesting. It looks like it might be a good game to play. Mm-hmm. We need to stream it for sure. And we'll um, I'm gonna keep chopping people's heads off and shooting them with arrows and stuff. It's it's been oh, fun. And there's by the way, there is so much cosmetic shit. There's like 45 faces and and like I gotta I gotta go through and do all my characters. I want them all to have beards. Oh, that's awesome. I haven't even looked at that stuff. So I need to do all that, and you can change all kinds of stuff on them. By the way, when you got off last night, I started the last board as a peasant. I had a pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. And this guy ran at me on the other team, and um, I threw my pitchfork at him, and then he immediately cut me in half. So that was a pretty good start to the match. So um, <laughs> that being said, that game is that game's pretty hilarious sometimes. <laughs> I love it. It's I can't recommend it enough. It's fantastic. Anything else you're playing? Or is that it? No. Oh, by the way, do you want to let them know um, I sent you a picture from my vacation? 
Would you like to describe the picture I sent you and then tell them what you said about me in the picture? Mm, which one? Uh, the one of me in the race car. Oh. <laughs> yes. So Travis sent me a picture when he was on vacation. He was visiting Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Correct? Yeah, because I'm a huge fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah, he's a big racing nerd. So I'm not lying to you guys. He is a true racer. Okay? True sim racer. Anyway, so he was, he took a picture, had his wife take a picture of him in an, in an, in an Indy car. Is that correct? Yes, it was in and Rick Mears' Indy car, which I farted in. And Yes, he farted in it. And he So he sends me the picture, and he says, I just farted in a Rick Mears' car. <laughs> and in the picture, he has the biggest smile I've ever seen for <laughs> Travis. And I, I replied to him. I said, nice picture. It's the first time I've ever seen you happy. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it really was. Just let me, can I give you a breakdown why I was so happy? Yeah. Okay. So I had to get in line to sit in the car. First of all, I watched multiple 70 year old men and women get in and out of an Indy car and barely make it. Like, you know, it was a few times like, dude, if she falls, we're going to have to call an ambulance. If she's on the ground, knocked out, do I still get to sit in the car? What are the rules? I had a lot of questions. <laughs> uh, I finally get to sit in the Indy car. I've never sit in an Indy car and it's, I've always wondered how it feels to be in a really narrow cockpit and it's, really it's, like, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like you're in a, like in a hammock and you're like an inch off the ground. It's fucking wild. And like, it, it's like a coffin on wheels. It's like, I, I can't oh, imagine, yeah. I can't imagine what it's like to actually run a race in one and yeah. I fart. And tell me, tell me if it was loud, please. No, it wasn't loud, but I love I love to fart. It makes me really happy to fart. I'm really happy when they smell bad, uh-huh. especially when my friends are around. Just nothing makes me happier. So uh-huh. I'm in a race car. I'm really happy that I'm in a real race car. I'm feeling what that's like. And then I fart, which is my second favorite thing in the world. And it's just, it all came together. God. And there's, there's, there's people waiting to get in line. So, you know, if it smells, they got to come sit in the shitty seat. It's just all of it's great. <laughs> I love if the whole you- spectacle. If you had died right in that moment, that would have you couldn't have been asked for anything better, huh? No, it'd have been great. It would have been hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a great story to tell everybody. You'd be like, "Yeah, he died doing what he loved, farting in a race car." <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I wouldn't have said that at your funeral. <laughs> would have been hilarious. Uh, well, <laughs> Travis, this week after that, I'm going to going to be playing <laughs> more Chivalry Two with you, and then I hope to make a little bit of a headway in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, so I can have a little bit more to say about it next week but the other thing that has been out there (laughs) all this time after all these days gone i still have to beat days gone i believe it when i see it so i'm hoping to be able to to beat days gone this week i've got to get that off my list i'm so close yet so far away that god that just perturbs me for so many reasons so those are really the three things that are on my list the last thing i want to say before we go here is that when i set up my new ps5 yesterday i used the app to like configure it or whatever sign into it and it was 20 i was without a ps5 for 26 days 26 wow. days was the last time that i played ps5 before yesterday so to answer your question from a prior episode i i was 26 days gone <laughs> from my ps5 and it was fucking brutal every day was awful so anyway that's all we've got Hope you guys enjoyed the show. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode every Monday in your podcast service. Or if you subscribe on YouTube, you'll get it there as well. 
you can also check out some of our game streams and clips there as well. We'll be doing that a little bit more now that uh, I'm back in the fold. We may even stream some chivalry and, of course, Operation Tango at some point. Maybe Travis Will is racist. And then lastly, if you guys want to uh, talk with us, don't forget to find us on Twitter at the DualSense Pod. And then I guess the really last thing is that if you have a friend or a loved one who may enjoy a PlayStation podcast like this, where they can get all the week's news, rumors, new game releases, and a little more in less than 90 minutes, then by all means, please send them our way. We would be much obliged. We hope you guys have a good week. Take care. COVID's almost over. Not really. Depending on where you live. And where we live, it's almost over. It's over today, actually. You guys stay (laughs) safe out there. Get your jabs. We'll talk at you next week. Bye-bye.